develops something like schizophrenia, though it's never exactly described as that due to the pressure of uh, her family's expectations or a professor's expectations when she goes off to college. Hangs a man, right? Hangs a man, yes. Her third novel is called The Bird's Nest, and it's actually about a woman with multiple personality disorder, written in the early 50s at a time when that diagnosis was newly popular. And, you know, I read it as a kind of metaphor for what was going on in society when these women's magazines ran a lot of stories arguing that you could be a housewife, but you didn't have to feel like you were just a housewife because you were also a cook and a nurse, a teacher, and all the other roles that go into being a housewife and a mother. The stringency with which they promoted this idea suggests that their audience maybe didn't find it so easy to swallow. And I'm guessing that it's safe to say that Shirley Jackson saw herself as as one of these split women that she was writing about. I definitely would say so, yeah. I mean, you can see that split when she talks about herself as, you know, on the one hand, a housewife, and then on the other, a writer. And then, of course, the other component of her personality was that she also spoke of herself as a witch, you know, as somebody who not only studied witchcraft, she had a vast library of historical volumes related to witchcraft and to the occult. But also, as you know, she talked about herself as somebody who at times practiced witchcraft. And I see this as another kind of subversive aspect of her persona, another way in which she rebelled against the mainstream. Yeah. But the witchcraft, though, that was something that was, I think, some critics have read, people have read too much into that because she was interested in witchcraft, but she was kind of playing it up for publicity, like when she was talking to reporters. Isn't that fair to say? Sure. Well, she loved to tell the stories about her exploits and reporters just ate it up. There was one line that went around about her. One reporter said she wrote not with a pen, but a broomstick, (laughs) which was repeated over and over in articles and reviews of her work. She loved to tell another story about how she had supposedly broken the leg of publisher Alfred Knopf while he was in Vermont on a skiing trip. That was reported as fact, and in future interviews, reporters would ask her about that? Exactly. He happened to be in a contract dispute with her husband at the time, so there was a motive, (laughs) certainly. She liked to joke that she had to wait for him to go skiing in Vermont because she couldn't practice witchcraft across state lines. (laughs) That's great. A great example of her sense of humor. Exactly. What kind of interest did Jackson have in witchcraft? I believe that she saw it as a way of channeling female power, Mm. as it has always traditionally been for women who feel themselves to be powerless. You know, she read it as, as she used to read tarot cards as well, but I don't believe she literally saw that as a way of telling the future so much as simply a method of telling stories about people's lives. And witchcraft also, you know, I think, can be read mostly as a metaphor. Yeah, that's interesting. I was surprised to learn just how poorly Shirley Jackson's mother, Geraldine, treated her, even when Shirley was an adult. Can you tell me a bit about their relationship? Sure. It seems like from the very beginning, Shirley wasn't the kind of daughter her mother had hoped to have. Her mother was a socialite from San Francisco and hobnobbed among the city's elite. And Jackson really resisted her mother's attempts to mold her into the kind of debutante that her mother wanted her to be. There's actually a wonderful document in her archive, a childhood diary I found on a pad of paper that has on its cover the picture of a very demure, proper young lady with curls in her hair and pearls. 
and the title of the picture written underneath is The Debutante. And, you know, someone, I'm assuming that it might have been the teenage Shirley, had taken a pencil and scratched very heavily out the woman's face. And to me, that says so much about what Shirley's feelings were about her mother trying to make her fit into this mold that she just didn't belong into at all. Yeah. And so this difficult relationship actually continued for the rest of Shirley's life, well into adulthood, even though her mother lived in California. And by that time, Shirley and her family were living in the Northeast, in New York City, and then in Vermont. Her mother would send her these simply poisonous letters of criticism, criticism of her looks and of her weight and of her work, you know, criticizing her focus on what her mother called demented girls um, with very few words of praise. And I, I think it was very hurtful. Oh, I can imagine it would be. So how did her mother's poor treatment of her...